that Lutz Bachmann sure is a character, and his sidekick, DJ Happy Vibes, sure knows how to throw a party. Now that we've left the AfD with 99 seats in German Parliament, let's see how they tie into the European-wide trend of, the ri of this rise of new right-wing movements, and potentially how they tie into the, to the United States' current situation with Donald Trump. Are there similarities? Can you directly compare them? Let's find out. Here's part two of a two-part series on the AfD. We hope that you enjoy. They're against Islam and for Christmas cake. Yeah, That's my understanding. So, so the AfD starts off as exactly that, like just the anti, you know, tagging on literally just to the the taglines of of Pegida, and yeah. then they have to be confronted with, damn, like what are we gonna do about you know economic policy and all these other things that a party has to have a full blown, you know, family policies, and in family policy, I think they just take like Orban's perspective on a lot of this stuff. Fuck your way out of the problem. Yeah, they're, yeah, like they, they want more German children, and that's how they're gonna, you know, combat uh, the influx of immigrants that they see is destroying Europe and this and that and that. They're really big on like, like early sexualization. Like this is happening in Germany all the time. Like there's all this. I don't know. Media or families are like overly sexualizing children at a young age, which. I guess they think turns them gay or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's like a really tradition. Like, if you know American conservatism about that, it's a very similar argumentation as well. Yeah. But the thing that then so interesting, too, is that when you see them, with them being as populist as they're perceived, you got then all these people in terms of their economic policy who are, um, what's her name? Beatrix von Stoich, who we don't hear about at all anymore because she just got laughed out of eternity. <laughs> um. She was a, a scholar from the Friedrich Hayek Society or something like that. Sick. And they have a bunch of these people who are Austrian economists. Oh, good. Who started planning their their economic policy to be very, like, they're very pro-free market, which is very odd of, like, given, okay, you can say what you want about with Trump, but Trump's whole thing was given, I'm this big successful businessman. But I at least recognize that then the workers are doing bad. And the AfD kind of does that. But the AfD answer wasn't populism economically. It was it, it, it's just kind of this very bland free market ideology that has never taken off with them. They like they're not strong in this aspect and they don't have an economic platform still till today. That is like something that they actually campaign on because it is only still this one issue that Germany is being islamized and this and that and that yeah, yeah. the the anti-euro aspect of them is completely fucking gone it's been gone for yeah. years and years and years because that was like that was the oddity when they were first being talked about like in english-speaking press of like this anti-euro party which was not really a thing anyone had conceived of from yeah. a, like a euro using country unless they were like considered some news outlets would give credence to what they would call like loony left anti-euro parties. Yeah, yeah who are like, anti-euro from day one. Yeah, yeah. Or unless you're just the, you know, the British norm of politics who are anti-euro and still are yeah. anti-euro. 
tilted. And now they left uh, Europe. They're now they're trying to leave Europe. So I would say some of the other things the off day adds is that they're definitely climate skeptics. I mean, oh yeah, Falca Petrie, who is a a, a a chemist. Yeah, and the other woman, Alice Vido, who yeah, kind of she came in to be one of the leaders right when Falca Petrie left. Um, she's she was also a scientist, and it's kind of like, yeah. And it's so funny because they give these even though there's they're they're chemists and they're trained scientists and stuff like that the logic that they use about why they're against um like uh someone went and asked falca petri during kind of like a it it ended up kind of being like when kids ask ben shapiro dumb questions that then he can just like easily destroy which you know i feel bad for <laughs> falca petri destroys climate science literally it, it was something like that because it was it was just this very um, she was like, oh, if you have a chemical and it ends up uh, and, and you end up burning it, you still then would have the chemical then somewhere around him. We don't have that in with with the sense of, of carbon and this and that and that. It's like, what are you talking about? Like it is it's in the atmosphere. Like it's it's appearing all around it. But whatever. I, I, I don't give an I'm, I am not a chemist. Maybe if, she's right. If the globe is warming, why is the globe still here? Ask me. Answer me yeah. that liberal. <laughs> I'm waiting for one of the. And I think the thing that's so different about then Germany with the U.S. is that in the U.S. you've been seeing these crazy winters that are just these unending yeah. snowstorms and stuff like that. And the polar vortices. Yeah. yeah. And the exact, like, we've had a horribly warm last two winters here that I don't think we've had snow yet, like actual snow that has stuck around on the ground for multiple days. It was unseasonally warm this week like, yeah, as well. This week was in, like, the 10s in Celsius, which is, like, what, the 50s in Fahrenheit? And that's that's not normal. It's February. Like, I've seen snow twice this year, I think. And I, I've, I find it really weird when I see these 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 type of politicians then getting so much traction with that, with the actual, you know, argument of global warming happening around them. At least like you can have in the U S the really funny thing of that one congressman bringing a snowball in and, you know, chucking it being like global warming is not happening, but here there's no snow, you know? Yeah. Something I want to get into while, while we go through all these reactions, I saw the update, especially Another thing that we didn't bring up about them was that they do consider themselves very media savvy and they always want to and they look at the other They're gen- not. Like the, they're actually very well, bad at this. I yeah, feel like if you to have the, to say it, you're not You're not it. good at it. <laughs> yeah. What they mean is that the other German parties they think are just like completely old and decrepit and like Which is true. And the AfD just like knows how to make a YouTube video. So <laughs> Yeah, they have that savvy. one guy. What's his name? Oh uh, fuck. Uh, I gotta look it up. The important thing about making a YouTube video is actually you don't hold your phone vertically. You turn it <laughs> horizontal. Yeah. Ah, that's how you get They're the all really just, they're really hard Redditors, and they complain about that all the time. <laughs> I hate when I watch a video of a concert, and they're holding their phone vertically. These but the sound quality is brilliant. The, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they have this one guy who's trying to be... This kind of Steven Crowder. Yeah, Roger Beckham. Roger Beckham. He's Be- what, Beckham? Beckham. Beckham. Okay. Oh, Beckham. Yeah. Uh, I need to think of a louder with Crowder pun for this name, like right now. Uh, Got nothing. No, belling it out with Beckham. I don't know. <laughs> Bend it like Beckham. Bend it like Beckham. 
but, but he goes around like he goes around to like to to antifa rallies and yeah. everyone knows who he is at these things just like get the fuck out of our face and he's, he's like, like you just hate freedom you hate freedom yeah. of speech and then try that again at least steven crowder goes and like strikes a conversation up with dumb gullible people who will be willing to talk to someone who's an internet superstar <laughs> and who apparently just don't go online and don't recognize who he is well, but this guy's just an absolute nobody who people know is a part of the afd at least and they just don't want to talk to him and then he uses that as his as his you know oh got the libs they just don't want to talk to us they don't want to further a conversation about what's true for europa but spelt with a v and you know all that other and and a big bag of racism. What what's what's this German guy's name again? David Beckham. <laughs> David Beck yeah, what was Beckham. Beckham. Has he is he like Beckham? Is he has he voiced a character on the children's TV show Arthur? I don't maybe he's the German uh the German DW or the German D- yeah, he was the German dub version yeah. of him. Yeah. So I think this is a good transition to talk about how people react to the off day, including our lovely Antifa kids. And everyone, This is actually very similar than in the United States. Yeah, I mean, just in the same way that the off day has just grown into this owning the libs party, like they just want to yell at you about uh, climate change isn't real. And race science. Race science. The Italians aren't people. Feminists, SJWs. Like, a lot of the reactions take a similar, maybe you can call it familiar form. First, I want to start with the international. Falca Patriot destroys climate activists. <laughs> I want to start with the international attention because, the, if you have to remember the timeline, the the parliament election was in the end of 2017, and in 2016 we had Brexit and then we had Trump's election. Mm. And throughout 2017, when the AfD is gaining traction, a lot of people, especially internationally, are saying like, "This is the next." Not domino, obviously, because they weren't expected to win, but this was the next big thing to look at, you know, in the biggest country. Yeah. When 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 the A sorry, when the AFD kinda of like first showed up, there was this kind of attitude by these people that the like it couldn't happen in Germany. Germany had dedicated too much of its like modern history to like But it being, did happen in Germany. It did, yeah. But like the 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 consensus in like the UK and and the English speaking world was like Germany had dedicated a lot of its history to like making sure this shit didn't happen again, and they weren't going to fall for it. Didn't work out, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, it falls under this illusion that if you just try really hard and tell everyone not to be racist, then no one will be racist. It's just all a matter of like will of the of the people. Yeah. That was a, and in yeah. in Germany's history, you could with say that the will didn't triumph. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, <laughs> but the um the 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 every other party in Germany has been been perfect on the record with racism as well. You know there are the people. Everyone the, knows uh, this. Yeah, the the people of the AfD just you know uh, appeared out of the 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 racist soil of Germany. They weren't former members. East of the, Germany. Yeah, of East Germany. Very racist East German Very racist soil. East Germany, as the New York Times tells us, they didn't appear out of you know the CDU like let's say Alexander Gaulan in his horrible uh depressing demeanor that he always has um i think that's actually where the most of them come from is from the cdu and this is why i think yeah that a lot the, of the former a lot of the old like gowland and other people are former cdu yeah politicians. and if you look at the cdu's positions on most of this stuff pre-afd it really isn't all that different it it's just you know it 
yeah, more of a dog whistle in these senses. And you even see that with the, the positions that then Angela Merkel's uh, uh, parliament and her party put, like, put up as well. Even the idea then with the uh, voluntary uh, emigration from Germany. So emigration, like, you know, the op- like leaving with an E. Self-deportation. Self-deportation, literally, yeah. Mm. And that wasn't an IFD proposal. The original proposal was actually, hilariously enough, an NPD proposal from elections in like 2012 or something like local elections in 2012 or 2010 or something like that and they had these horrible um election posters that had someone on a magic carpet going back to turkey if that's how they do it (laughs) yeah and there's a really funny um there's a really funny example of of this guy this turkish guy writing the, the the npd asks why do you vote the npd and the guy writes the turkish guy writes so i can get a free ticket back home <laughs> and um this was a policy that then doesn't get adopted by obviously the afd wants this type of deportation but the one to put it into what we see now in germany was the cdu adopting an actual like well i always thought it was kind of a joke policy of the npd i mean they don't view it as a joke but i always kind of saw it as just this hilarious thing of look at how dumb these fucking racists are and now you actually have this as an option for people in germany and i i i, I mean the numbers of people leaving the country in this isn't that high i don't think it's been very successful but the fact that it exists is still mind-boggling that the non-ifd parties can still be this you know can still implement this type of 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 uh, a legislation and given yes it could be because of you know Zehofer, the former interior minister who is probably as close to the afd as you can get right well i wanted to talk about him because mm. um he was he just became or he became interior minister first uh, after the 2017 election or what yeah yeah and so he's part of the CSU and he's been a critical he's been a critic of Merkel from the right and he's been instrumental in pushing the CSU for the right and that's a lot of people looked at the Bavarian election, elections last year and said look the AFD didn't do so well the CSU just said they, all right we can yeah, do that because they have a party already there that does that yeah and they don't have to you know they don't have to flex and be any more racist than they already are because they already they are the AFD and I won't even say that they're AFD light like the AFD doesn't exist in Bavaria very much at all because the CSU is so much further right than the CDU and they're the same party apparently and they get like it's a confusing thing but I think it it does that recent Bavarian election correct me if I'm wrong in this analysis but like was kind of a good example of you're not going to beat the AFD by becoming more like them yeah, because that was like kind of what CS or what Seehofer was trying to do was like we need to move further to the right to steal AFD votes, and that didn't work for him. And then there was a sudden like Greens popped up that no one thought would or whatever. But yeah, but I mean, given the CSU losing ground that they did, mm. doesn't matter when they were. I mean, they've been the only governing party in that state yeah, for sixty yeah. years. Yeah, exactly. But well, another thing that's making that separates the AfD out as a special case and sort of unlike the rest is how the media treats uh, the AfD. Yeah, there is the a different. Parties. There is a different out. Like I mean, there I, we have to first, I guess, dissect a little bit how the German media system is in comparison to somewhere like the United States or the UK, which is a just straight up full market 
function of, or I guess you could say like liberal market media regime would be then the technical political communications framework where Germany is, is, has a, a very a much more centralized media system given. Yes, there are actors like, you know, uh, bid and site, which are their own entities, but there is a centralized entity of, of, of the ARD, which is more or less state media in Germany. Yeah. And even then the ARD tries to then promote itself as, as also being anti AFD really went with the really actually is in my opinion empowered a party that then is gone with the rhetoric of being anti-establishment when the media establishment then is even against them is uh, a very odd situation and we like you, you see it in 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 even bid who's a far right wing magazine i mean they're not as far right as as like breitbart or something but they're insane. Like their entire whole thing is just a, a right-wing conservative tabloid. They're horribly racist. They they just have yeah very problematic big text like Breitbart-esque title pages of things. It's typical he, tabloid type. Yeah, of thing. still yeah. a tabloid thing. So I guess like the National Enquirer would be something like that in the U.S. But they don't just make up. I mean, they do make up well, stories. Like Daily Mail. Daily Mail. Yeah, in the Daily UK. Mail. Yeah, okay. Or like the the Sun. I think is another one, right? Daily Mail is more egregious because it it has the it holds the record for being the British paper that supported Hitler. Hell yeah, yeah. That is a that's a move that you really can't. Uh, Which is baffling that they aren't forced by the government to print that with every issue. Just <laughs> a reminder: we supported Hitler. Um, but yeah, go on. But um, yeah. So there has been there has been um, given yes, okay. In the United States, you have CNN and and MSNBC or the New York the New York Times and Washington Post continuously writing about how bad Trump is and this and that and that. You have an entire media regime as well that exists counter to that with Fox and Breitbart that's been pumping out everything that you read is bad and therefore Trump is good and therefore Trump is right. Where in Germany, that's it's, it's mostly like Facebook pages and Twitter and they have a very few amount, like Breitbart tried to open up here very unsuccessfully and protests obviously ensued, rightfully so. But it it's been a very... Uh, um, interconnected network of mostly like Facebook pages and, and like comments on Tagesschau, which is the the daily news thing from the AR uh, from from like the the government more or less of people being like you know yeah using this lying press Lügenpresse press sort of thing mm. to solidify their 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 uh, position on it and they're not actually really wrong about that in that sense that the state and the media instruments that the state has are against them. You know, I mean, they have they have small magazines, but their their circulation's like nothing. No one reads fucking compact and whatnot, yeah. unless you're an actual Nazi. <laughs> so it's weird to compare that with like uh, what happened to the UK with like the BBC and UKIP, where like people talk about how like the BBC was almost kind of obsessed with UKIP, uh, but the UKIP still got to like promote this narrative that they were anti-establishment and everyone was out to get them. But yeah, no, I, I can imagine it being a million times worse in Germany when. The state-run media is actually out to like. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen a, a, a pro AFD point from any centered media source in Germany. Right. I mean, maybe they'll they'll be pro certain aspects of like the thing, but they'll never go outright and say like, "This is good because the AFD is doing it," like you would see with Fox. Or just Fox has become the ultimate Trump stand. Like, mm. there is no Sean Hannity in Germany, you no. know? And everyone, I mean, like, it really is an entire country run by um, 
yeah, just very central liberal, centrist liberal sort of ideas. And then you have then to also just an entire nighttime show thing as well with like the Daily Show or whatever sort of ideology that also encompasses like look at how silly and stupid the AFD is. And then Neo Magazine Royale. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I think there is a faith um, amongst certainly amongst German liberals, but amongst a lot of people in Germany that the system works. The they have a great constitution. They figured everything out. There's so many legal positives in Germany. It's insane. <laughs> and that they will take care of it. There's this little problem now at the off day, but, you know, they'll work it out. But they just keep winning. They love winning. A great example of this is, I mean, you have a parallel in the U.S. with, like, people begging for a deep state coup against Trump, and now they love the FBI and the CIA. Yeah. Everybody in Germany was like, well, the Verfassungsschutz, which is literally the protection of the Constitution, which operates kind of as the FBI in Germany, they're like, well, they'll surveil them and, and you know, take care but of them. But hold up. It wouldn't be potentially that the Verfassungsschutz also is dominated by far right wing shitheads this is a this this topic opens a bunch of worms i mean you can go back to um right after the reunification of germany when the Verfassungsschutz aggressively persecuted left-wing movements in east germany but not right-wing movements um and right up to the present day there was this to be, like, we have to like back up the Verfassungsschutz was made with old nazis like the beginning of it is just a bunch of old nazis that the united states puts into the national security system of Germany because they just didn't... I mean, given, yes, you have, like, the Nuremberg trials and they persecute the top echelon of the SS, but all these other people who had, you know, also high... not as high-ranking jobs, but still were very much connected and had these skills that they learned and still possessed the ideology that the, that the Nazi party had ended up... I mean, there you have the scientist thing with, with Operation Paperclip the CIA, that the CIA did. Like, given, yes, that was to counteract the Soviets and make an atomic bomb first. But you then see when the United States is rebuilding Germany in the 1950s, they just use all these leftover people who had had governmental and surveillance experience. And like, yeah, like, we kind of don't really give a shit anymore that you were a Nazi. We already, you know, killed them in the Nuremberg trials or they're, you know, rotting in prison. Um, But you can still have a job because you're not, you know, Himmler or uh, Rudolf Hess or any of these other people. So, yeah, and that goes right up to the present day with this. I think he just uh, stepped down, actually, but this guy Maasen, who was head of the Verfassungsschutz in 2017, and everyone was pressing him, and the Verfassungsschutz themselves were looking into it whether to surveil the off day. And this is he gave information to the to the AFD of how to avoid being surveilled by the the, the state. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. they work together, but I think a lot of people, especially liberals, were pinning their hopes on well, the system works. The Verfassungsschutz will keep them in check. And not but, to mention, he looks like a caricature of a of 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 a a very well off Nazi. <laughs> yeah. He has this, you know, his hair combed back and these very teeny tiny glasses. Gonna need to see this guy. Yeah, yeah please look up Hans Georg Maaßen. Oh, there it is. Yeah, he like put his photo in black and white. Hans George. Okay, Maasen. that that one's bad. That's just a very standard Wikipedia photo. But if you find a a, there's other photos of him where he looks, yeah, just shift it black and white. You got yourself a, a classic upper echelon Nazi on your hands. Yeah, it's just that weird like 
international trend of like the liberals appealing to authority thing it is very comparable to the whole um robert Mueller thing in the states and he's just gonna do it he's, he's gonna take down trump do it Mueller senpai um but like the the one in the uk never really caught on but there was a real big push of just like getting mi5 or 6 whichever one is in charge of this to like the one invest- that james bond's a part of yes okay that cool. very same uh to get james bond to investigate the ruskies for like influencing the brexit vote um, Watch, that's going to be the the newest James Bond movie. <laughs> it's going to be like just this really dumb cybersecurity James Bond themed thing. I bet it, you. I, I I always said it further. Because James where... Bond's now woke. Like he's going to start like respecting women and. But he'll never be black. That's the important. <laughs> of course thing. not. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. We can't go that far. No, that's too far. James yeah. Bond will be a woman though. Mm. So it'll be. I don't know. How could you womanize? Womanize. What well, James Bond has done plenty of womanizing in his day. <laughs> Jim Jamila Bond. What's the? Thing I don't is? know. Jasmine. Jasmine Bond. Jasmine, Jasmine Bond. Bond. We is, did it. Thanks, folks, yeah, for sticking yes, with us through that. We did it. Uh, Jasmine Bond, aka um, uh, female Robert Mueller, is going Ver- versus Vladimir Putin and his um, mind control ray that turns. America um, into the Soviet Union and Polish people in the UK into the enemies of the state or something. That's that's. Wait, they weren't the enemies of the state. Apparently not. Oh shit! <laughs> Damn it! I so, I, I misunderstood Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gotten to the point where we have to talk about what happened in Chemnitz. So, oh wait, one one more thing about the Verfassungsschutz as well. Yeah. Um, I know that we're going to probably devote an entire episode to this because it is so big. But um, there was also a case of a lot of murders that a bunch of Nazis did that are called the um, NSU affair, NSU affair. And uh, the Verfassungsschutz just kind of continuously lost documents all the time. And um, there's also cases of of, uh, what in German are called Faumänner, which would be someone like an undercover person who goes and, you know, you know, like an undercover FBI agent or something, um, uh, just becoming a little bit too friendly to Nazi groups, and then they can't use this person anymore because then they have become a Nazi. <laughs> Damn, and that's another one. <laughs> yeah, like this. This is this has happened so many times, unfortunately, that all these dipshits who already have a right wing inclination are like, okay, you're gonna go and investigate a Nazi group, and they're like, oh shit, you know, you can't use me anymore. Like these guys are right. Like they <laughs> understand Europa the way that we don't. Yep. And it, it like this, like I, I, I don't want to, you know, make it, jokes about it because it is really horrible. The fact that the NSU murders, I think finally they got uh, um, sentenced. No, they still haven't gotten sentenced. I don't know enough about it, but but I think like yeah, so I think three people got sentenced, like not enough and stuff. Yeah. But like yeah, of course these like three people like committed like all these murders and bombing attacks, killed all these people. Like it's just these three, you know, like yeah, for sure, like yeah. So that's like all you. I don't know. Yeah. Like so it's it's also not like it's over or something. Like they are like I don't know a lot of other like things come up again, like with like letters as like NSU. 2.0 and whatever. Like, yeah. Know. And it is typically just uh, ha- handled horribly by the German states. Uh, 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 you know, anti whatever this is, anti terrorism thing or whatever. They, yeah. 
I literally found out about the NSU stuff. The like, while I was waiting for a bus to arrive when I just landed in Tegel Airport when I moved <laughs> to this country. <laughs> You're just like, welcome to Germany. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> to These this. guys are still here. Welcome to this liberal haven that is Germany. Oh, no. <laughs> welcome Luckily to Berlin. Luckily for you, you're not... You're We're not, still Nazis. Uh, you're, yeah, you're not Turkish or the one Greek guy who got killed, so you're fine. Yeah, right? You're, you're, you're A-OK. God, that fucking Greek guy. Yeah. <laughs> to go back to Mastin, one thing uh, to point out is that he was the guy... I mean, you've heard about the NSA controversy within Germany about how the German state was giving NSA all this information. That was him. He was the one who met with the... Good job. Not, I don't know if NSA particularly... He met with Obama himself. He's like, um, Hans, great job. Give Merkel this phone. Does not spy on her. That it was actually a thing, you know that, right? Yeah. This, uh, this donut is delicious. Is there any dog in here? <laughs> <laughs> Obama has been married with the NSU underground for carrying a donut. Yeah, hey, 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 but at least donut is, is halal. <laughs> so Obama can eat wherever he wants. <laughs> okay, Chemnitz. We have to talk about <laughs> oh, Chemnitz. Geez. So, where to start? It was, this was in August. Again, another racist East German city. Yep. Due to all that racist soil. All that racist soil that people just keep appearing out of. As soon as you just put your, your bare toes onto it, you're just like, ah, I need to murder Cubans. <laughs> <laughs> so in August of last year, 2018, somebody was killed in the streets of Chemnitz. And the guy was... Um, an Antifa activist or something, he too? Was, yeah. Well, yeah, I think he was involved in these things. I mean, it wasn't. He wasn't. It wasn't like a antifa protest or anything. He just was caught in uh, yeah, yeah. Some he caught in the wrong place. But the thing that ends up really funny is that he ends up like the guy himself was very active in the Chem- Chemnitz antifa scene. And such. Yeah, exactly. Um, his name Again, is- racists just keep fucking themselves over. First with with Lutz with his 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 PKK hatred. Again, being just an Erdogan cell. And with this whole thing that they that they literally started like a month long protest because uh, a migrant killed someone that they also don't like, but because the person yeah. that they also don't like happens to be white, they're gonna just throw a big fit about it. Why is in Europe? Because he was Cuban, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, I, I will say he was half German, half Cuban. So depending on which Ooh, outdated person you talk damn. to, uh, mm. yeah. yeah. But anyway, so I don't know how a, I feel about this. So now. that's exactly what happened. This activist just happened to be uh, killed in the streets of Chemnitz. The two suspects were two young men who, uh, one was Syrian, one was Iraqi, and th- they were taken into custody, whatever. this These kind of things happen everywhere in the world. What happened after that is that all of, uh, you, it's not necessarily Pegida, but all of these right-wing groups that operate in East Germany, around Chemnitz, in Dresden, they seize on this moment and start marching, saying, you know, the refugees are killing Like that Eminem Germans. song? Yeah. Exactly. This is what happens when you combine the racist soil of Eastern Europe with foreigners. They just murder the wrong people. This is what Eminem was talking about in his music. Thank you, Eminem, for... White Germany! (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, and then they just go... It's like a Charlottesville situation. White Germany is not nearly as funny as white America. That just made me slightly upset when you said that. But you have all, it's, they basically just went around like beating up people, threatening people for days on end. Just a bunch of, um, yeah, Nazis. And the thing is, they were joined by 
Björn Hooker and a lot of people marching saying these people are just having legitimate concerns about their city. <laughs> when I have legitimate concerns, I also do go through the streets and just start beating people up. And this is the thing, like the thing too is that then when the situation starts then turning itself into like a mass protest that we see and and the violence is still happening and then the police are all around the town and you just have these these horrible youtube videos coming up of people beating up people who you know clearly look like foreigners to this other group of you know pure white germans and the police are just sitting there being like what oh i, I didn't see anything what are you what are you talking about even though they're in the video clearly not doing anything and there's a bunch of funny memes that then popped up about how the german police are incompetent but that's a whole other topic as well <laughs> so the reason this is relevant for our discussion is because uh, not only did Avde politicians support it and take part in the protests while all these riots were going on all around the city, um, our new favorite person, uh, Hans-Georg Maassen, was interviewed in Bild, actually, saying that... The videos were faked, weren't they? He literally said that... that Chemnitz uh, isn't real. Chemnitz I've never heard of real. <laughs> I've never heard he of used it. The, he used the fucking Bielefeld argument on, on Chemnitz. Yeah, actually, you're, you're exactly right. So he says there's no credible evidence for the yeah. Huts, even though there were these videos. He's yeah. like, there's no credible evidence that anyone's going around hunting foreigners or foreign-looking people in Germany. He didn't deny the existence of the city of and Chemnitz. His security agency oh, had not seen any such evidence. Okay. Maybe. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, you know you know, saying what's on my mind here. Maybe his security agency really fucking sucks. <laughs> Maybe they have a history of being very bad at this. I didn't just talk about this or anything, but <laughs> maybe. Who knows? But then, yeah, after all this, then uh, Melka gets mad at him. Because it's like... Zehofer keeps defending him. Yeah, that, well, because Zehofer like, is a ride-or-die pimp. Yeah, you know? exactly. But Melka gets mad at him, and it was like, damn you're stupid you don't know how youtube works i'm firing you and then zehofa because he's a ride or die pimp um allows him to then resign but with full pay for the rest of his life no no no. wait first off sorry take that back they 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 demoted him to a different position that got paid more money Okay. Yeah, and then again, he, I love these demotions. Yeah, and then he uh, got kicked out because everyone was like, "That's that. That's not how this should work." The thing though that bugs me so much about the Hans Georg Maassen thing is, with all the speculation, and not even just speculation, with all the the truth around him being very cozy to the to to the AFD and being very cozy, um to maybe not him personally but overseeing the the nsu situation very poorly that this is an issue like that this is the issue that then is the thing that topples him is that he doesn't know how to he, he doesn't know if youtube videos are, are are you know legitimate or not and that really i don't know that's something that 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 really continuously bugs me about germany or just i guess politics as a whole is that then these horrible people can exist within the system of government and hans georg Maassen was i think was appointed by merkel in what her, yeah. her first or second um term of government and he's been there and he's always been this far right-wing dipshit okay so even after hans georg Maassen gets his uh, very cushy pension um there's still this big debate over whether the verfassungsschutz will 
um, surveil the AFD, and it was, and it came down e- earlier this year that, I mean, everyone was spinning it as a victory because the Verfassungsschutz came out and said, yeah, we're going to add surveillance to some members of the AFD party, but they didn't say they were going to surveil the whole party, which was actually the big move that would actually make a difference in the thing that people wanted. I mean, the left party in Germany is surveilled, like how many of them, dozens of them are, are undergoing constant surveillance. Yeah, or even look at, I mean, parties, uh, smaller parties, smaller left-wing parties in Germany who have no ground whatsoever, like the, is it the DKP? I don't know, I'm always confused because yeah. the cut, yeah, the KPD DKP. is the old one that exactly. isn't allowed to exist anymore, but there's the DKP and there's the MLPD and they're both, um, they're both communist parties who will never win anything in this country ever and they're continuously surveyed by Surveil is it surveilled or surveyed? Surveilled by the German state or even newspapers like Junge Welt, which is a left wing paper, mm. is surveilled by the uh, Verfassungsschutz continuously for whatever it is that that they're doing wrong that day of the week, you know, because they're left wing terrorists and this and that and that. Yeah, something we glossed over earlier was with with the media. Um, and a lot of the reaction to the off day was painting the far left and the far right with the same, I mean, the German version of the horseshoe theory. Yeah. You know, the same way the media um, doesn't give any coverage to the off day, they don't give, they don't... And they do it with their own history, too. Like, they really do, like, there is um, these horrible argumentations that the, um, that the GDR is an extension of the NSD, what, the NS... NSDAP, so Nazi Germany. It's like, oh, they were both totalitarian, which they both weren't. Yeah. And um It was great for that as the right. entire country of Poland. Yeah. And yeah. you see you you see this 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 rhetoric done throughout and this isn't just in the right in Germany either. This is done by like basic liberals who just use this very like oh well the only true Germany was West Germany because then we experienced freedom, this and that and that, but they uh, in, in in the GDR were still under a brutal dictatorship, and for them, technically, the the time of Nazi Germany really never ended, which is completely false. I mean, regardless of if the GDR was bad or good, the I mean, the again, like the racial structure of it just simply wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> the thing that made the Nazi Party the fucking Nazi Party, yeah. you know. One of the big one of the um, things that at least the German media does and anyone and a lot of people in Germany do is the way they throw around this word populism that gives away the game. All populism is right-wing populism is negative is bad. And so not only does that show you, you forego any possibility of any kind of left-wing movement, but you kind of give away the game in what you think government and society should be. It's a technocratic elite that has to govern the like wild emotions of of the people unwashed plebs and and even like and even setting up that structure like ties your hands and makes that the the battle you know and it and it fuels the the right who say like yeah this is the structure that they set up for you they think you're these racists whatever i mean it's true but <laughs> they no one's given a, a a way out you know yeah and yep. it is it is legitimately an alternative that the alternative of Germany then it, at least in that sense provides to people who are confused by it because even um, as much as I wish that the left party was bigger on this the biggest problem of theirs is that they don't 
the left party is continuously caught in in the position that they only ever want to be opposition. Like they never actually want to control um, maybe local governments, but never on a on a scale of of you know Bundestag or anything of that sense. And they they say that continuously. Yeah. And I do. think finally Gregor Gysi, the head of the one of the heads of the left party has said like okay maybe we need to you know change our our rhetoric on this because on the terms of an economic answer for germany they i of the major parties they at least have the best understanding of what i mean gregor gysi is from the east and continuously says that yeah like the people in the east are you know they are treated differently than than people in the west there is very much like a second class citizenry that exists between east and west but Simply just saying it and saying that, oh, we're going to do better about that and then not delivering on that leaves a lot of people in Germany who aren't doing well. And I mean, this isn't even just in the in the east. It's also in the west. And, and you know, speaking of post-industrial cities like Duisburg, if you've ever been to, to the, uh, well, you know, Nord, what is it? NIV, uh, North Rhine-Westphalia. There's all these old industrial cities um, that have dwindling factories like you'd see in Detroit and stuff like that given not nearly as extreme but these are also then pockets of people who are also typically very German typically very working class that the parties have just completely disregarded as well and they are very strong SPD areas that you can also I mean I think actually enter the uh, uh, Nordrhein-Westphalia has a massive AFD movement as well because of that industrial the you know the post-industrial situation that they have there you know, just the New York Times being very confused about why <laughs> it's only the racist East. It is an economic answer. Just strictly, like, I don't want to boil everything down that it's only economics, but it is in the sense, like, they don't have jobs, they're mad, and they're a typically homogeneous group of white people. What do you think they're going to fucking gravitate towards? Well, like, it's, even if it, I think it's also very simple to just say, oh, they're they're from a very predominantly white background. The other the other side of this as well is that like usually these very centered established party parties are not willing to say things are bad. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like they're, they they're, take that New York Times perspective of Germany. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So when the only party that's saying that things are bad are also the party that explains it away because like because the Syrians came and that's why things are bad. Then like what else are you going to fucking believe? Like, yeah. That's that's when the only answer, the only voice out there is like, things are bad. No one else is saying things are bad. So I'm going to go with the only party that is saying things are bad and all the baggage that comes with that. Yeah. And I think in the sense of, of kind of getting back to the, is can we compare this to Trump or can't we? And I think that at least in the 2016 election, and I also uh, giving, has to, you have to give a lot of credit to the sense of how the U.S. system is just simply built. You have a one or the other situation. And it really is then in Germany, someone else could be picking up that that baggage. And there hasn't really been that. I mean, the SPD is is maybe finally getting their shit together a little bit and maybe trying to, you know, appeal a little bit more to workers. But they have a lot to, you know, a, a, a lot of, of, of room to improve. Every party has a lot of room to improve in that because of how big the AfD has been in this. And you like 99 seats is like, I think, a seventh of wait they have 12 percent don't they yeah yeah so you have 12 percent of seats that you have to win back 
regardless of what party you are, that then you have to then appeal to a group of people who feel disenfranchised. Good fucking luck. Mm. And we're at least in the Trump scenario. A lot of people, I think, voted for Trump either because they're already going to vote Republican or they just didn't like Hillary Clinton. And I think the amount of disenfranchised people who voted for Trump is much smaller. Like, white disenfranchise is significantly smaller than we want to give credit to. Where in Europe, and with the AFD, that is that reality. Yeah, but another thing the AFD does do is that Trump new Republican style of cognitive dissonance where you're constantly aggrieved. So Germany is the best, but Germany also fucking sucks, you know? And so, like... With this cognitive dissonance, they can just stuff everything in there. So they can be proud of Germany, and then at the same time, they can say, yeah, that... I mean, even that structure of the cognitive cognitive dissonance shows that they can't actually resolve the contradiction. Because if Germany were so great, like, if there is no great past or fix for these people to go back to, (laughs) there needs to be a change. But no one's offering (laughs) that change. So what works is this aggrievement. You know, politics. And that's why the off day are just the new owning the libs people. Yeah. And it, it, like to that point that you were saying that then, you know, the United States, you grow up always with the idea of the U.S. is regardless of what party, you never hear anyone telling you that the U.S. is shit. Like very rarely, unless you have like, you know, some 16 year old kid who just started listening to Noam Chomsky or something like that. But all in all, the Democrats and the Republicans love America, but they just want America to be a little bit better. And Trump was slightly different in that and maybe just like a little, little like a little bit more extreme than what than than what you were saying but I remember during during the Obama years that was what talk radio was for conservatives it was that exact same Trump mentality it was deeply ingrained in the conservative psyche and for Germany at least I've I've noticed that it's a country that you like you have to accept that Germany fucking sucks you know and yeah Germany does suck in a lot of senses so when you have a party who then is being openly nationalist in that and you want to then be proud of that or whatever for some whatever reason it is, that is that is also appealing because the entire rhetoric of being German is that you have to then live with, you know, the, you know, the horrors of the Holocaust that you were responsible for and stuff like that. And for a lot like you get into that argumentation that then people are like, oh, well, you know, like I didn't do anything and they just don't want to accept this history that then, you know. That, that they've been told that they have to feel mournful of being German, which, you know, take it for it for what you will. I mean, yeah, I think, um, like, for me personally, I think it's a good thing that Germany has been very introspective on this, you know? Like, admitting your faults of a genocide is something that most countries have not done. To I'm, see the I'm counterexample, look at Turkey. Japanese politics. Turkey. Turkey is pretty bad. Turkey. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was going to focus on Japan, but yes, Turkey. But yeah. to go back to D-Linka, so... One problem that they have, D-Link at the left party, one problem that they have is that they don't take seriously the fact that they'll ever be in power and yeah. have to do things. Because they probably but won't. they also, I think, misanalyze <laughs> the situation a little bit. I mean, they just scream neoliberal and call everything neoliberal. And That's the left as the whole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel personally we attacked. Lo- we, love, right we love the N-word. We love, love, love the N-word. We love neoliberalism because it can explain everything and we don't know what the fuck it means. There, people people say that a lot of people on the left don't know what neoliberal means. And I'm here to tell you that it means everything I don't like. That's right. Yes. I endorse that mindset. <laughs> that, that It just doesn't work. It's clearly not connecting. I mean... 
This also brings me to what I want to talk about with the way German academia and sociologists, basically what you can call like the intelligentsia of Germany. Yeah. Like um, all of Europe, not even just in, in, in Germany. But especially when, when I was doing the research for this episode and you look at how a lot of these sociologists like try to analyze the off day, there's just endless hand-wringing over whether, whether to classify the off day as like right populist, openly nationalist, populist with right-wing connections, right-wing language, but you know, they need, but drawing a clear line at open right-wing extremism and a traditional national right conservative party, it like it boggles the mind. Like, why why do you think none of this sticks? Because they think if you just come up with just the right label to call them, then the whole problem will go away. Wait, that isn't how it happens. <laughs> the I have a huge fucking issue with like the populism trend because the populism trend started with about the time AFD kind of got started as a thing, like right before the last European uh, elections, like 2013 time. And a lot of it did feel like we were a little too nervous to call some of these parties fascists or authoritarian. We feel that's a little too strong. So we're going to say populist with no consideration that like maybe populism is how you want to do politics or maybe populism is giving these parties too much credit. Like oh, they're, they're racist, they're being populist. It was like, wait, did you just admit the majority of people are racist? <laughs> um, like, this is, this is a weird, do you have the stats for that kind of thing? And I mean, we love statistics. I, I, lo- I, I, I wonk with the best of them. But, um, like, it, it, was, it was, like, fucking miserable because now, now they're starting to realize that populism as a term doesn't work, and that's why they're grasping for all these other terms that like you're saying. And like why you see like guard the Guardian newspaper dedicate this whole section where they have a fucking freak out about populism as like take a fucking BuzzFeed quiz to see how populist you are. Why are all our readers so fucking left wing populist? I don't understand. And like the Guardian has the harsh realization that basically everyone who reads their paper is like a Podemos supporter. <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> but yeah, I mean this this, is, this also is is. You don't have to be, you know, you don't have to tiptoe around what they are. Like, I think you can just, like, you know, fuck, like, I mean, literally, like, fuck these people's feelings. Like, half of them are literally just fascists going around cosplaying to be fascists and then pretending that they're not fascists. Yeah. You know, like, the the internet community of fascists or the uncles who write on, you know, Tagesschau or Guardian articles or whatever the fuck it are, you know, to... to you know, school all the libs about politics and about economics or whatever the fuck it is. It's and called supply and demand. Yeah, whatever Snowflake. the fuck it is. It's always it always is, is simply the fact of that, you know, you don't need like like actual fascism that was like the thirties is dead. You don't need to like if, if that's your if that's your, your goalpost to measure from, then you're never gonna find another fascist party. Yeah. Except for what, Golden Dawn and uh, what's the Casa Pound in Italy? Yeah, like those are the and, and what are they called? Uh, the Vox. Vox in, in Spain. In Spain. They're like, great. You have these parties that then okay, aside from Golden Dawn, who actually is like the third most popular party in Greece, but Greece is a, a shit show. Um, you you have very little, which they won't even admit that they're fascists. They'll call themselves Metaxists or something dumb like that. There's yeah. always a loophole out of it, but when you can see these politics that are openly. Yeah, just openly these things that then would would be 
fascistic i guess would be the word in nature then fuck it like that's good enough for me yeah. given they're they're not given they're not hitlerites or something but yeah. i don't fucking care there they're is, also trying to renovate the idea that hitler wasn't that bad there there is like this weird like as you were saying that like, there's like no true scotsman kind of thing of like i don't want to call them fascistic because they're literally not wearing an ss uniform yeah. and that's my understanding Except for of some fascism. of them are like looks <laughs> <Bachmann. laughs> the update does or, this constantly i mean they're using this like anytime someone calls them a nazi they're like we're in parliament they act all offended these accusations are the ludicrous. nazis were never How in parliament <laughs> all the while just pushing further to the right you know and i yeah. think part of that i i, I don't want to give them too much credit. and they're very pro-israel too like yeah. in oh, that yeah. and they'll use that as like oh we like anti-semitism or not we just want all the jews in israel i mean and they have that they have that richard spencer idea of, i mean richard spencer is a full-blown open fascist yeah. too and an open anti-semite but he's like yeah like fucking uh benjamin netanyahu baller well, orban that, pimp that just shows you how they off day i mean how they have this side like we talked about victor orban but you know they they get a lot of credit for being anti-eu but they're very pro-nato yeah and they're just like they just want to be like brazil and the u.s they want to support israel militarily they want to i mean i think 20 percent of the off day parliament members have a ba- military background that's that's the future so like, you're saying they're really the same brave old shit they're brave, and I need to just respect them every time that I see them. Bow, and I'll then have Iron Cross tattoos. On Do you know? Oh God, I hate to always mention Golden Dawn, but they're the they're the they're the, they're the funniest <laughs> fuck up in all of European politics. One of the head guys. Ah, oh fuck, I forget his name. It's not. Uh, they're all either named like Nikos or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, he's the one. If you've seen the video, who like punched a woman on TV? Have you seen that? Oh, okay. Fucking well, Christ, you, Greek uh, politics. Yeah. Get your shit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> pull that there shit was, up. Uh, he has a he has a tattoo of a swastika like on his arm. Like every normal person. Like every fucking normal person. And the thing that I think is so funny that like I guess ex- explaining that in the extremist the like the not extremist in the most extreme sense of that you have a party who then members just openly like openly Nazis and openly like like the 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 head of Golden Dawn or one of the heads of Golden Dawn continuously like yep my um like there were very few people who collaborated with the greek with the of the greeks who collaborated openly with the nazi government and everyone who did their descendants from members of golden dawn now and they're super fucking proud of it but even in that sense even of all that history they have they still like they still use those exact same things of being like oh yeah like you know our logo may kind of look like a swastika but we're not a nazi party or we may have all like they literally all cosplayed as nazis <laughs> And there's all these photos around of, of all their old members literally just dressing up in SS uniforms and, and doing the whole fucking tiki torch thing like you saw in Charleston and whatnot. Yeah. And they're all like the thing I think is so funny that even like in the race science thing, like the Greeks weren't that high up on Hitler's, you know, race science thing. But oh, they're, no. they're really stoked about it. And even now that they're in parliament, they have to change that whole rhetoric. And it's very hard for the politics even in that sense to then convince people who are then former members of like Neo-Thomocratia and stuff like that who are for the right-wing parties but they're still not Nazis who are then now kind of dropping into uh, Golden Dawn to be like okay like can you not see they're not oh no 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 like they're not that like they say that they're not Nazis and therefore I believe them and the fact that you're calling them a Nazi even though they have all this fucking you know stuff to prove that they're Nazis 
is just means that that you don't understand them and you're being insensitive or you're being a snowflake and you're being that. And I or think the, the incredibly woke position is you're the real you're Nazi. the real Nazi. <laughs> what you're a like I mean yeah if if you haven't looked up stuff about Golden Dawn and you really just want a shit show of like the the pinnacle of everything that is wrong in European politics that party has more than enough to give you. There's like and it's also not a purely Greek phenomenon as well. There are like parties that meet that exact same description in like Latvia that like yeah. like we're not Nazis. No our logo isn't a swastika. <laughs> I know it kind of looks like one. Uh <laughs> Yeah, oh, they they have that what's it called? The like I think it's called like the Thunderstar or something like that or like Cool name. Yeah. Cool fucking name. It's just three or four swastikas put together. That is my that is my wrestling persona, and I'm going to attract an entirely yeah. Greek nationalist. Audience. Hell yeah! <laughs> but and then this, I guess, like kind of to to end this off, like get this more towards a conclusion, is that this isn't also a Germany only thing. Like this this wave is happening all throughout Europe, and it is it is it's really hard to combat. It really is hard to find a politic that combat that that can combat in a country in, in in a continent. That is so divide pretends to be so, you know, unified and then yet I guess kind of like dialectically hates everyone that isn't them, you know. Like there is a very weird na- like like there is a weird internationalism between all of them, and there is they they are and you know, the U.S. media is making it even easier for them to be attracted to one another because one thing that they all really love and agree on is Trump. You know, and Trump is a is is a type of politic that they can look at and be like, this is what we want for our country, maybe even more extreme. But this is a point that we can see that then a country that then we did not like before the U.S. Like they all like a lot of these countries are are yeah like you said like they're pro NATO, but they're also like pretty critical of the U.S. still too at the same time. It's a very weird mix that makes no sense half the time, but. They can at least look to this and be like, Trump is making a difference, and he's making a difference. He's making America great, and we want to make Germany great. We want to make Latvia great again. We want to make, you know, Poland great again. We Hungary, Greece, da 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 da. Yeah. da. And it's it's, yeah, it's just it's 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 mind-boggling when you're just sitting here, you know, it, it, it's just overwhelming. I don't know how like any other way to describe it. There there is like this weird, like you said, like the the far right international, which is oddly a new thing like this is something if we go back to like the 2014 eu elections the like splits amongst the far right were just over some of the fucking pettiest bullshit yeah um two big swinging dicks in the european parliament then was nigel farage and marine le pen and they refused to work together uh marine le pen managed to like secure away geert wilders who Last I saw from him, he got into trouble for holding a Muhammad drawing contest. Uh, not even joking. And one of his closest allies in his party converted to Islam. <laughs> so, Was his name Mike Cernovich? No. <laughs> um, what are the Dutch for Mike is? But yeah. Uh, but like, this is the kind of shit that's happening with those parties. And they're no longer the like big ticket items. And now since then, like, Lega and... Uh, Freedom Party Austria have like risen to prominence and it like this but this whole thing has changed and like AFD was actually like one of the last parties to get on board with the whole we're going to hijack the European project um, for our nefarious purposes because like even the, the recent party conference the party leadership went against the party membership's decision the party membership wanted to have an anti-EU line 
in their platform but the party leadership were like nah <laughs> like the european union is popular within germany we're not fucking running on that and also like at the same time la lega has changed tact on this um front national now called national rally has changed tact on this geert wilders and whatever his name's party is like v v v v v d d d d d um has changed tact on this and like a lot of these eastern european authoritarian parties like fidesz and piss never really had this as a part of their platform they were always like the european union sucks but we're staying in it kind of as their as their mentality um the nato thing is way harder to explain um i i think they want I, I would say the like whole anti-Americanism thing is just lip service. I don't think any of them are actually anti-American uh, in any like real or meaningful sense, other than we would rather not have McDonald's and have like proper French restaurants instead, or whatever the fuck. That's that want, literally was a campaign point of Le Pen's I want, for a long time. I want premium Hungarian goulash fast food places. If I mean that's Viktor Orban does not have my vote, given I cannot vote in Hungary. But mm. if I could, and that was his point. McGulash. Yeah, McGulash. <laughs> I want that. Victor Orban, get on it. Um Yeah, like it's it's weird and I'm genuinely scared for the next European elections because now I think now that like five star movement has lost popularity, UKIP is out of the way, the like right wing of Europe is now going to like coalesce into actually a united front. That being said, they could all get really bitchy. At over least their name already sounds fascist. If it was United Front, United <laughs> Front, right? No, they're they're all for like European for freedoms and direct democracy or some bullshit. Um, that doesn't sound nearly as fascist. No, it doesn't. They've they've wised up to it. <laughs> can they at least like? Can they at least appropriate the Golden Dawn logo? <laughs> the Thunderstar. No, no, no. That's that Latvian one. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, the Golden Dawn one is the. It's just the... Isn't the, it... They, they say it's something from, like, so just a, ancient Greek history. Yeah, it's just the like, thing that you'd see in a column, but it just yeah. happens to, if you put it on a red background and make it black... Well, if you cut it, it's, like, it's just like... A, well, you're going to say that for almost anything. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, just a pattern, but if you cut the pattern a certain way, it looks yeah. like a swastika. Yeah, it's it's really funny when you see that pattern and things that then aren't meant to be Golden Dawn propaganda, and you're all like, "Oh, this now that they exist, uh, this is this is a weird thing." You know, all ancient Greek pottery looks very much like Golden Dawn. <laughs> Who were the real propaganda. Nazis? Ancient Greek potters. All of them. Yeah. Uh, just to couch a little bit what I said there, because there is like a lot of like international United Front kind of aspect to a lot of these parties, but at the same time, like. La Lega and um, Freedom Party Austria is a good example have really bought, brought back some like old school irredentism like Freedom Party Austria is like seriously talking about no sorry La Lega is really talking about like annexing small parts of like the Italian speaking Austria like South Tyrol or whatever the fuck and just like taking that back this is something that everyone has considered like a done thing since like the 1910s like this isn't an issue. Maybe they just like I don't know. Wait, what other country has done this recently? Uh Erdogan just like had a like a weird 
like dick out uh, meeting with Alexis Cypress where he's like maybe we need to redraw the borders and I just take all of Thrace <laughs> holy shit I was joking to someone about this the other day about that I always would see like uh, Greeks in Germany writing whenever I had to do anything with, with Erdogan they always like write very skeptically they're like oh like I lived in Thessaloniki and this and that and that and I'm legitimately afraid about Erdogan and I always found that hilarious of like why are you like why do you care about this I'm like oh wait like Erdogan is a dick yeah and like you know, I mean, in his eyes, Greece is is the Ottoman Empire. Yeah, so. no, absolutely. Like, and like, there was another meeting where he met with the like Prime Minister of Moldova, and he fell asleep during the meeting, like in front of the cameras, because he wasn't talking about like re like reestablishing yeah. Bessetia or whatever the fuck yeah. the Ottomans called Moldova. In, in, yeah. in that sense, I would fall asleep too. <laughs> I think your point that um, a lot of these far these new far right parties are coalescing around the United European Front. I think that also kind of points the direction into the future. I mean, Europe ha- is set up to protect its economic interests in this like neo-colonial situation, you know, and it was doing fine with the neoliberals running it. And now there's some problems with it. And basically they want to tap into that discontent, that racism, whatever's going on, not solve it supercharge that into just a new version of this european domination that will continue the same project of enriching europe at the expense of of other parts of the world and while that's going on i mean that will only get stronger and they probably need this new supercharged version as the crises get worse as there are more refugees as climate change gets worse as there's going to be as the oh yeah we are fucked we are we are fucked but (laughs) while all that's going on i mean the u.s is actually a good comparison i know we keep going back to the u.s but what's so good about trump is that you can just see it, it's all laid bare trump yeah. is just so dumb he's only there to trigger the libs and it just shows you that's the dichotomy that's needed you need to have a figurehead who runs the culture war and fires up all the people and makes the other people mad and then the the deep state whatever you want to call them just keeps doing what they're going to do they keep you know making sure they have access to new economic res- um, natural resources in venezuela and trump just May, just it's just there to keep the people at peace and you're gonna have a similar situation in europe where they're they're shifting towards these far-right politics and then keeping the culture wars going feeding into it feeding into the racism going on and trying to own the antifas one um news thing i wanted to bring up is this one this like one of these off day politicians said they want to close down Berghain, you know and like i mean i'm with them on that <laughs> for those who don't know bear kinds giant techno club in in berlin it's where every comedian in berlin gets like all of their material and the thing is like a lot of these well-to-do well-meaning liberals are like like they're taking away that's a that's a monument to free expression and this and that that's not the point the point is to like stoke this culture war because there are these people who are like yeah those fucking young rich gentrifying people in the city who go to mostly vote cdu also by the way but but the point is to like set up this culture war and then the system just turns on as it as it always does yeah the last thing i guess i'll say is the only thing that i find questionable of all this and given europe hasn't failed on this in, in in the past but the thing that the u.s has in comparison that europe doesn't have right now is there isn't there isn't a trump there isn't someone remotely as charismatic as him. I mean, say what you like. The guy's dumb as rocks, but he he did, you know, supercharge this movement that had been dormant in the United States and really gave it life. 
And I think that until something like that, and given there, there is a lot of infighting with these groups too. Like given they, they, they may have an internationalism amongst the different, you know, new far right parties, but within themselves, they are still trying to find themselves. And until there is someone who can really bring them together, not either countrywide or internationally to kind of get along one idea or, you know, like for the U.S., it's the wall. It is this very simple idea that they can all get behind. And these parties don't really have that yet. And I'm, and that's at least maybe a saving grace that since they don't have a Trump, it may be then easier. Maybe they will just fade away. Um, then again, true, like like climate change and, and, and the crises that 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 we're seeing um in and around europe you know economic crises is not over in the eu like like no. the 2008 financial crisis is germany's finally starting to experience with the gutting of the social welfare system that we're seeing with the reforms for hatsfia that that it's not over simply and um these problems are just going to intensify and liberals are going to continuously ignore them but I think at least the saving grace is as long as there isn't that key like there was in Trump in the United States, these parties will, will, be, will be popular, but you're not going to see them then take a, um, you know, a, a, like 30 percent in mm. like they'll gain power by, I think, appeasing conservatives. Like I do see the CDU working with the AFD. Or like you were seeing, like Lega Nord in in Italy and stuff like that, who just completely, um, they've hijacked. You know, they're yeah. the minority partner in that coalition. Yeah, yeah. like you, that that exactly happened in that country. I mean, given Italian politics, also like Greece is just a complete shithole. <laughs> but like these have been happening on smaller scales. But I guess also the good thing about Europe being so you know broken up amongst nations is that it could just be. A temporary situation as well, but it doesn't also mean that we shouldn't take the the, the actual serious situations. You know, uh, uh, we 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 shouldn't take them lightly because they are bad. We're getting fucked over, no matter like what. Unless you're extremely wealthy, your 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 life is going to drastically change within like the next decade, obviously. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting one that you mentioned, like charismatic leadership, because. One of the things that I would say in like broad strokes with AFD in the like European context is it's one of these right wing parties that appeared in around the same time, all like in response to like 2008 and the Euro crisis. Um, really, even though like a lot of analysis kind of ignored that aspect, um, they're the only ones that didn't have like a super charismatic leader. Yeah, they didn't like UKIP has Nigel Farage, uh, Front National had like Marine Le Pen and her like anti Semitic father. Um, Lega Nord eventually found Matteo Salvini because he wasn't necessarily always there. Um, Geert Wilders again, like most people remember Geert Wilders' name rather than his party's name. Um, because it's too complicated. Because it was too many V's, too many D's. Um, and then and like we also kind of getting into the situation of like um, was it like in religion and science it's called God of the Gaps, but the situation where like we constantly look to these countries where this hasn't happened yet and say we need to emulate them and then the unfortunate thing is it just turns out they were a little delayed like for a while back in like early 2013 in around 2015 before AFD was really making a splash everyone was looking to Germany being like Germany hasn't had 
a Geert Wilders party. It hasn't had a Marine Le Pen party. And then for a while, up until very recently, people were pointing to like a lot of the Mediterranean countries like Spain. And oops, here's Vox. <laughs> um, and now they want everyone... Actual Francoist. Just... Yeah, neo-Franquismo is the term that they're using. And um, Sounds sexy, at least. It does. It's very Spanish. And Spanish is a very sexy language as they murder thousands of Moroccans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like... I think, like, and now everyone's turning to Portugal. Portugal is a country where this hasn't happened yet. Ireland as well, but, like, everyone forgets we're an independent country. And they're going to turn to Portugal, and the pessimist in me is saying, give it five years, and we're going to see Vox with one of the weird Portuguese accent marks over the O. <laughs> um, Vox. Vox. This <laughs> 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 is Vox, but more nasal. <laughs> like, um yeah so that's that's the pessimist in me um i like to think that maybe it's reached its peak hopefully that we're going to see it die down because i constantly think back to how everyone was like geert wilders is the hot shit he's the like star of the right and now we that that hair that hair he does look like a bond villain yeah it's ridiculous um but like we barely hear from him now and we think which is good like it is good that we do not hear from him absolutely like he was someone who was so stupid that he pushed himself out of the limelight <laughs> and convert made all his friends convert yeah um, they just all read the hadith and realized like damn i've been missing like, oh god builders is wrong <laughs> uh but they still like aggregate polls they're still like the second most popular party in percentage well that's not good no it's not well i think on that note we can yeah. I mean, I know that that's a very pessimistic note, but we can give you maybe some positivity is that there is, there is, uh, I mean, actually in Germany, there isn't a left answer to this yet, but we can work to a left answer and the left answer, um, at least in my opinion is far more optimistic given like, let's not fall into utopian traps, but, um, I guess this could also come in the sense of how things, you know, I know that a lot of people don't want us to continuously look to the United States, but it'll be interesting to see then how, again, earlier at the episode, we're talking about Bernie, but I do think that that could legitimately kickstart something that then has, or even Corbyn, like there is an answer to this that we can see that then isn't complete hell. And that is something positive given. Yeah. They're going to have dumb shit thrown at them like that. They're anti-Semites, which just isn't fucking true. But you know, just as long as like, you know, perseverance and not willing to, you know, uh, you know, appease the fash or the conservatives or whatever it is. And that if the SPD fucking becomes a social democratic party, at least, <laughs> you know, there are there are little steps that then I think can be taken in Europe that can um, uh, at least smother this where it is now. It, it just maybe not this next election cycle obviously but there is a job that and i think the thing that that we saw like in chemnitz for example the amount of counter protests against an actual nazi movement and how much coverage that got and how much international support that got like that in a bleak situation like that did actually prove for me at least to be somewhat optimistic although it, it wasn't you know you know, it didn't get rid of the AFD. It didn't get rid of Nazis or whatever for good. But it was at least that there were more people who were not Nazis there than that were Nazis at the end of the day. It's good to not feel alone. Yeah. Like, that's definitely a huge part of it. Like the, the what was it? The, was it 
no, an off Jane. What am I thinking of the Untile Bar? The Untile Bar numbers gave me a little yeah. bit of like. Yeah, as, uh, as as problematic as that movement was at the end of the day, it's like yeah, like these these people kind of come out like also like rather like apolitically in some cases to then have a, like a political statement against the AFD yeah, against yeah. like you know the re the resurgence of very open racism in Germany, and that's you know something I can at least look positively on in the in the, in, in the rise of this. It isn't a it isn't you know you can't put just a bandaid over it and be like okay cool it's done. Like there is struggles that have to be taken to fight this type of politics because it, it it is very convincing for a lot of people, which is horrible. But they're also like not like I guess to be fair to the people who then get get duped aren't necessarily like I, I wouldn't say that they're the ones to blame. The people who are then making the rhetoric or the the diehard supporters, the like, dupers, yeah, the dupers are the fucking shitheads of the whole thing because the people are legitimately like especially in Eastern Germany are legitimately having. A very bad time, <laughs> and it's for them migration's the easy, easy thing that they can just make sense in their mind, and that isn't true, obviously. Mm. You know, and the left is bad about addressing that simply. The thing for me that you guys are touching upon is what's considered politics, what's considered an actual movement, and what can be done, because you have <laughs> you have uh, the left party out here with some reasonable critiques, but they don't see themselves as ever being a leading political force you have you have liberals out here who mass in the streets and go go to dance and protests and these things but then you know to some extent they leave it up to the policy the technocrats to lead things they leave it up to these icons of europe like merkel and macron who just will unify and make everyone happy and you have all these social movements you have um the protests going on at hambacher force in already in germany you have so many actual social movements going on but nobody is serious about what we're going to do about this about how we're going to take power no one's serious about power and the politics they're happy with this technocratic i I don't even want to say that they're happy with the technocratic system and i don't even want to say that they have too much faith in the system but everyone's just kind of in a daze about it no one's really ready to do what's what's needed to be done that's why Lennon was right when he wrote Stodielat. <laughs> but yeah, I think on that note, and then I want to quote uh, Capital Bra, the German ra- the rapper who said, "Fick die AfD, fick die USA, fick die Bayerisches USA." I think we'll leave it at that. <laughs> that was a terrible ad lib. No, brings brings good. tears to the eyes. Yeah. Bra. I don't know. I can't do it either. Brap. Brap. I think on those on those horrible um, gun noises or whatever that was supposed to be. <laughs> Is that maybe a gun? I did not realize. I that. think that's what it was supposed to be. <laughs> but I think on that on that on that horrible horrible um, uh, um, ad lib that we'll leave it at that. Yeah. You know? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. Bye bye. <laughs>